All right, what's going on, guys? We're back here. Garden Report. Bobby Manning at TD Garden. Sherrod Blakely's going to join us as well. John Zan is here. As you can tell, the pipes are a little bit off um, with a minor cold, but we're going to be all right. We're going to get you through post-game show. Celtics cruise 130-121 over the Wizards. Um, Bobby's favorite team to start the season. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Hey, the, they don't uh, look like this against other teams. I mean throw the score out this was a blowout this was a game the Celtics took control of and of course the headline here is they did it without Jason Tatum you can look at it one of two ways oh well Jason didn't play that worries me some I don't think so I think it's you know we know he's got a little ankle thing I think um and again Bobby I believe you asked Joe about this right um uh, about uh, off days um and he said he, they, they beg him or was it Tatum said that they ask him all the time for off days, and he and he and he's like, "Nah, I don't want him." Yeah, sometimes he, you just got. Sometimes you just gotta tell him you're off today. He 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 blows him off most of the time, and it was such a weird sight too, seeing him on the end of the bench there in the sweatshirt, just hanging yeah. out. Yeah, never seventy six games last year. I think he played like eighty the year before. Or, well, there were a couple of years with the shortened schedule there, whatever that amounted to. So he never misses games. I'm glad they're finally starting to work some of those in. This is the first of five games this week for them, uh, back-to-back tomorrow, where you think Horford's probably going to sit and maybe someone else, who knows. But uh, it's it's good to see them start mixing those in because no. look at what they're capable of without them. Smart's, you know, creating <laughs> left and right. They're running up and down the floor, hitting a million threes. It's like nothing changed. And uh, yep. Brown was great in this game. I love the fact that he didn't try to beat Tatum. He was just himself playing that same role. A uh, better version of it. He came in at the end and poured on a couple more points, and well, it was effectively garbage time. It was it was kind of walk of shame time there at the end. But he had a you know thirty ish point game there. I think he checked out with thirty, and he 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 looks awesome. Yeah. He's starting to hit his stride. Only two turnovers in this one. Super efficient, yeah. hitting tough shots. He got to play the role of Jason Tatum today, you know, which is like. You know, something he does, you know, his his role this year has been kind of the off-ball guy. Um, he had the ball in his hands a little bit more, you know, with Tatum not in there. And he really just kind of stepped into the, I'm going to be the guy, you know, and, and do all of these things for you guys. And that was great. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to know that he can do it. As you said, the two turnovers is always super encouraging. Um, got buckets whenever he wanted them for the most part. And yes, I do sound a little like dog. Guys, I was just going to point that one out. <laughs> hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys. At least it's not every day. Uh, That's. <laughs> I was not on a bender. I have been b- battling a cold, not a COVID situation. I just can't get it back. I got a cough drop in my mouth right now. It is what it is. So, um, yeah, like I said, we'll power through. Good news is, guys, too much gravy. That's what it is. That's what it is. Too, much, too much gravy. We still got no. your pies in the. I, me and Jimmy were admiring them while you were off the other night in the uh, in the archives here. I think they're gone now. Yeah, it, honestly, but, uh, they. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something now. They looked better than they tasted. the The crust wasn't as flaky as they were last time I made them. That was a little bit doughier than I like it. So I got to go back to the lab and figure out what went wrong there. But they did look pretty. Um. Anyway. It's so interesting. It's so amazing, Bobby. You know, most teams, if you're without your top scorer, something happens, right? Like not just your top scorer, your top player, your top everything, a top three MVP candidate like that hurts. You know, you remove that from a lot of equations. This isn't to diminish what Tatum means to the team. It's just to show how good this team is and has become uh, this year. 
it's just nothing. I mean, they don't, they didn't miss a beat. They just go out there. Let's get the, the rest of this week. The offense is still clicking right. And, and this is why, like, you know, boomers, uh, boomers love, uh, you know, guys who tough it out and play through pain. I'm not one of them. I like load management. I, I'd be looking for as many opportunities to sit stars as possible, particularly guys like Tatum. Uh, you know, when Rob is back, I want to find more off days for Al. You want to build in Rob off days. I'd love to see 25 games this year, 20 games this year, where you're sitting one of your big players just because you feel you need to against competition that you think you can get away with. And we'll bring in Sherrod Blakely here. What's going on, Sherrod? What's up, guys? Can you hear me okay? We can hear you. We are talking about our load management. Somebody's got Discord on their computer because I'm hearing the little chimes coming in. It's probably me. Hearing the chimes, but it's good to know that you're out there. Sherrod is on Discord hanging we out right now. can hear the people. You guys can be too. If you aren't already, head over to our Discord server, definitely, uh, and, uh, and join our community, join our chat. Um, Sherrod, takeaways of this game. We're just talking about, you know, Tatum's gone. You don't miss a beat. It really is amazing. Um, this team, I, I go back to a couple of years ago. It felt like when they missed what, if they missed any single or even the beginning of last year, but they missed any single starter and they couldn't win, you know, right. It was, you know, it, things would fall apart. It, the 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 the, the fill-ins weren't capable. The rotations be shot. The bench would get destroyed, and they would lose games just with one guy being out. Mark, Marcus Smart missing a game would just tank the whole friggin' team. And now you can be without an MVP and lit- and just put up one thirty like it's your job. Yeah, I mean, and the thing about this game was, that was interesting was that to your point, John, these are the games that they typically lose. Uh, I wrote about this on Substack.com a little while ago. They're 9-16 and 16 before this game when Jason Tatum doesn't play. Uh, and so when you look at the, the winning percentage that this team has when, you know, year in, year out, they have one of the better records in the Eastern Conference, to know that one player can just absolutely just – they just cave in uh, historically to see what they're able to do now. I mean, it's pretty impressive. I mean, and you, and you start – and it's not like – you know, Jalen Brown had a great game, obviously, with 36. But you look at Derek White, you look at Peyton Pritchard, you look at Luke Cornett, you look at, you know, Marcus Smart, you look at Brogdon. I mean, you go down the line, they had, I think, six or seven guys in double figures. Uh, and, and, again, it speaks to how this team is built to handle adversity unlike any team that we've seen in recent years called the Boston Celtics. Totally. And again, whoever's got Discord, check the rest of your browser. Shut it down if you can. The beeps are coming through. Um, if you can. Oh, and someone, Tim's sending me a document on how to do it. But um, just I would just close it out and we'll jump back on Discord later. <clears throat> yeah, it, you're right, Sherrod. I, we've seen it's not just games. You know, you see the on off numbers just uh, when Tatum's on the court, off the court, and how reliant they've been on him. The non-Tatum lineups in the past have not been able to score. You've got an entire non-Tatum game, and you can put up 130 again not without even without even breaking a sweat tonight against the Wizards. And again, we know it's the Wizards, but, I mean, they just, they just look like a team in control. Still getting the Discord stuff, guys. Yeah, uh, it's 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 interesting because we've talked about this in recent years, the possibility of doing this. You don't know if they could have done this with other teams. Like this bench unit so cohesive now. They put Smart and Brown out there with Cornette, Hauser, and uh, the whole crew that has been playing pretty good in most of these games. And they're rolling. I, like I thought that rotation 
when Cornet came out there, Pritchard at the start of the second, great to see him out there, even though they got the full backcourt in place. And they all made some stuff happen. This is another great game for those two, I thought. Coming out there, attacking, being aggressive. Like this, we talked about him the, yes, uh, Friday, John. I'm not going to let you off the hook here. Like, he just gets better and better, game in and game out. Cornette, Ooh. that is. Like, he was just awesome tonight. Again, Luke Cornette. Uh, alley-oop, uh, good look from three that just missed. Uh, assist on the roll. He's out there contesting shots. The one with the, the Cornette contest that we laughed at, it worked twice tonight. I it's, can't. It's, it's good stuff. I can't. I can't. I don't want to. I, I, I like don't Luke. like it either. I, we had this conversation, John, but it keeps working. I like Luke. I don't believe it's working. I want you know what this, Bobby. Next time, I want you to go into the visiting locker room during a cor, uh, a, a, a cornet contest game and ask the shooters who shot them whether or not they noticed that he was jumping in the paint and what they thought of it. I am curious the opposition's reaction. I don't want to know what Scal thinks. I don't want to know what you think. I want to know what they think. Are, is that throwing them off at all? I do want to hear it. I really do. And if, it, you know, I, I am I am legitimately curious. I'm not saying it is a dare. I actually do want to know from a shooter's perspective if that enters their brain at all. I still, guys, again, I can't figure out who's got it. But anyone got Bobby? Is it you on a different browser no, with Discord? Definitely not? Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I think it's you, Sherrod. I don't know. You might have it on a on a browser. You just can't see it or a different window. He's got it. Okay. Sherrod's going to um, get rid of that and we'll come back. Um, look, I, I like everything Luke's bringing for you right now. <laughs> Best thing about him is he doesn't look overwhelmed. Um, and I I really like where he moved, you know, the spots that he moves to on offense. I like that they look at him sometimes, you know, cutting to the basket and down low there for those easy buckets. Again, we've said it in the simplest way possible. One of the best things Luke Cornett can do is just be seven feet tall, you know, and and like reap the benefits of everything that comes with it. He's had some really easy, well-positioned block shots where he's just moving his feet, staying with a guy, and he's just there where he doesn't have to overreact or anything. He's almost blocking half of these shots standing because his positioning and his anticipation has really been outstanding on some of these plays. That stuff's terrific. It's there. He's not a threatening rim presence, but he's seven feet tall, you know, and that makes it, that's a big deal. As long as he gets to the right spot and he's in the right place, he's challenging shots. Um, that's really all they can hope for. It's not the intimidating presence that Rob is. And again, He's doing the right things on offense. Like you said, he's, you know, Marcus, Marcus looks for him on a lot of these cups and, you know, he runs the pick and roll fairly well. I, I have nothing but good things to say about Luke. All right. The Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contest, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, it's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50. Again, betonline.ag, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your initial deposit use that promo code clns50 to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts 
Yeah, I mentioned this on Friday's show. His rim deterrence is the best in the NBA. And it's not like he's blocking shots left and right, like you said, though. He is starting to really rack them up now. I think he's in the 100th percentile of decreasing opponent shots at the rim, which is exactly what they want to do defensively. Fits right in with their game plan. And listen, over an extended stretch with... He'd be exposed. We saw him in that Cleveland game earlier in the year, have some trouble with uh, Allen and with uh, uh, Evan Mobley. That's where he starts <laughs> to think, all right, you pick your spots with him. I don't like That's that they got away from him for a couple games there, though, where they weren't playing him at all. And even on Friday, they weren't playing him until they got in that deficit in the third quarter, put him and Pritchard out there. We've complained about Pritchard's lack of minutes, too. You know, you can't play everybody, but I do wish they started to trust some of these guys that are showing them some stuff a little bit more. I like it. And I do think we pick your spots, you know, um, and that's it. You, you pick your spots. And there are matchups where I do think they're a little bit hesitant to have them in there. And I think those are the ones where you've got kind of a true, forceful, you know, more physical center. There's just fewer of those in this league. I think there's minutes for him to be had. And I still think there's minutes for him to be had when Rob's in there. Because, again, going back to the Tatum argument, Bobby, not Tatum argument, the load management discussion, I want to see – all of those minutes come down when Rob comes back healthy and they have everybody, if they're playing all of their guys, you want to see everybody come down a little bit. You want to see Al be in the low twenties range. You want to see Cornette slip in there for 10, 12 minutes and Rob be 2024. 20, you really don't want to be, you know, burning guys out 30, 35 minutes. I mean, 35 minutes plus uh, every single game. We'll bring Sherrod back in here as well. Um, if you can. So, I, I mean, whether it's Pritchard, whether it's Cornette, um, you're playing more three-guard lineups in there in order to give uh, Tatum and or Brown a little bit of rest. I think all of that's worthwhile. Well, I mean, John, the, 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 the thing... You, go ahead, yep. No, I, I, was ahead, gonna say, I, I was just going to say that what we're talking about for the most part are the problems that every team would love to have. They've got too many guys that can step out on the floor and make the most of their minutes and actually give you a lift. Uh, and and I, yep. I thought, to be to be honest tonight, I thought it was a little bit earlier uh, than I thought for Joe to kind of basically go to the end of the bench. You kind of figure that, I mean, because he went like really early in the third, um, which is just, that's, that's not normal. Uh, and yep. so I was, I was surprised that they were able to really maintain control basically up until what, maybe what, six, seven minutes to play. Uh, yeah. And basically, you know, you're, you're playing your, into the bench guys, the, the Pritchards, the Cornets uh, of, of the world. And, and so th- this Celtics team is scary good right now. They look yeah. scary, scary good. Yeah, champagne problems for the uh, for the Seas right now, right? You know, it's uh, – no. I can't no believe what they're doing night in and night out. It's, it's, it's like Warriors. I've thought this the last couple of games. Like those Warriors teams, mid-2010s, what they're doing on both ends because the defense is really coming around now. They're just destroying the Again, this Wizards team isn't bad. 10th in defense coming in, 500 team, and you're up 26 through three quarters and sitting your guys down. It's, but you, it's insane. But you know what, Bobby? The one concern I have, and, and, and I still think is a problem, is they're letting teams shoot too damn well from the field. I mean, th- this, this Washington team shot better than 50% pretty much the entire game. They finished with around 53%. And Washington, for you're right, they are a good team defensively, but they're pretty average, maybe even slightly below average in terms of making shots. They're, they came in like 17th in the league in field goal percentage, and yet they shot, you know, pretty much well over 50 for most of the game. The Celtics, at some point, that is going to bite them if the, in the ass if they're not careful. That's my yeah. big concern with these guys, that, that teams get a little too damn comfortable knocking out shots against them. And again, I, I – 
this has been a thing all year, Sherrod, and it, it, it keeps going back to the, you know, we, we keep kind of not debating, but trying to decide is defense a problem um, or is it a choice? And I keep saying, I, I keep leaning towards choice in the sense that I just don't believe. I, I think, you know, like, I think if you're playing your 10 year old nephew in one-on-one, you're just going to kind of sit back a little bit. You'll let him get some shots. And if the game, if he's hitting them all and the game's, you know, nine, seven, and you're like, all right, I can't lose this one. You'll D it up. He's never going to get a good shot off again. You'll block some shots. You'll shut it down. You'll get the win. It, pat on the butt. Good game. I think there's a little bit of that going on. I think they know they're better than teams. I think they know that they're jumping out and just able to outscore teams. And again, defense takes effort. And I do think they're picking and choosing spots. I'm sure head coaches don't love that. And when you have certain games where it's really bad and they had one last week against Chicago, um, then and then you're not shooting as well either. And you're giving it up really easy stuff. You're going to look at those and be like, guys, come on, you know, you can't, but against the wizards, I'm just not surprised. Cause I just don't think they can ever fathom that they're going to lose this game. So I just don't think they're ever going to put that full effort in there. They're just like, we'll just, we'll just run with these guys until, until we run them off the court. Well, one of the things Joe's talked about in recent weeks is contesting threes. Uh, and they had a yeah. pretty good three game guarding the three defensively in this one. At one point when I checked recently, a couple games ago, they were in the top five, 10 ish in terms of giving up wide open threes. So you got to clean that up a little bit. That's going to hurt you against certain teams. Not this one. This one just really struggled to hit out there. And that's where a cornet contest can help against the Jordan Goodwin <laughs> against, uh, you know, uh, whoever else is out there for watching and deal with. I swear you're, you get paid for cornet mentions. Don't you? It's like, it's like subliminal advertising. Like you're, you have, you're sponsored. Okay. To say cornet a minimum 15 times in a broadcast. Well, it's brought to you by Luke Cornett. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a thing. It's something, you know, I thought Jalen Brown was terrific tonight. You know, John, I agree. It, this thing Luke Cornett told me the other day was, and I'm like, well, how did we get to Luke? We were just talking about Jalen, you know? I don't know how we get Uh-oh. there sometimes. Hey, I don't know how, how just, the hell did we just get back to Luke Cornett? I don't even know how you did that. Very, pretty just, sneaky. I'm really happy seeing him play the way. Yeah, again, this it's guy like was, remember last year. Bobby. He gets like he gets paid on the side for for these. Yeah, remember last year uh, he had just come over from Chicago at that deadline. They had a million centers he, in Tristan Tice. Yeah, <laughs> he couldn't even get a he couldn't get a spot on this team. He signed that G League deal to go to Maine. Then he was yeah. in Milwaukee. He was playing against some of Cleveland and. Yeah, he just kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and then he's back, and now he's the backup. It's it's been awesome to see his his journey here, kind of work yeah. his way back in. Because I I called it a steal when they signed him on that G League deal, oh, and you're oh getting this God. kind of production from him. The, uh, again, stop! Hey, all right, where stop. would you put him, John? Where would you but, put him on no, the leaderboard? I, I was you were be Bobby, you were being admonished, and you took it as an invitation to continue. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, I love you, it. You want to talk keep about Jalen, Bobby? Keep John? Going. Let's, let's go to Jalen. Bobby. No, keep going, Bobby. Keep let's going. go to Jalen. Uh, Jalen segment. Jalen segment up next. 
The Luke love is real. The Luke it's love real. is real. No. How we'll Jalen luck to you, Sharon? How about this? We've spent, hold on, time out. We've spent the first 18 or so minutes on Luke Cornett. I promise we'll talk about some other Celtics-related topics. But first, <laughs> we do want to tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors. Who should it's we not Luke Cornett? <laughs> it might be brought to you by Luke Cornett. Um <laughs> Brought to you by, uh, as you know, uh, one of our terrific sponsors, Athletic Greens. Uh, I sounds like I could probably uh, use an extra dose tomorrow. Uh, you know, uh, n- not feeling great, and I could probably use a little bit of infusion of some extra vitamins and supplements. Uh, it is a product that I take every single day, as do all of us here at the Garden Report. Started taking it because don't have time to be chasing. All of the different things that are recommended that you're supposed to do, you get it all in one shot with uh, Athletic Greens, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, adaptogens, all help you start your day right. Diet friendly. Uh, it's uh, got almost no sugar at all. Uh, supports better sleep quality and recovery. It is uh, endorsed by a million uh, healthcare professionals, athletes, five star reviews, seven thousand and counting uh, celebrities, what have you. So again, right now, time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, uh, one scoop, cup of water every day. No need for a million different pills and supplements to make it easier on you. As you can see here on the bottom of the screen, if you go to uh, athleticgreens.com slash garden. We will send you five free travel packs and uh, a year supply of vitamin D supplements. Again, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Also, I believe Nick Gelso, if he's true to his word, and of course he always is, did send the first shipment of phenomenal t-shirts. You will get a free t-shirt with a purchase of any product that you buy that is recommended by us here at the Garden Report. And we will send you a T-shirt. All you have to do is DM me a receipt uh, with your address, full name, and shirt size, and we will send it on our way. We also want to tell you, oh, sorry, about our other sponsor. We can tell LinkedIn sponsors other shows on the network. I'm not afraid to give them a shout out. But it is Calm, uh, another terrific uh, uh, sponsor, one of our sponsors here. Uh, Everyone knows about it now. Number one mental wellness app gives you the tools to improve the way you feel. Uh, Special 40% off a premium subscription when you go to com.com slash garden, which is terrific. 100 people, 100 million people around the world use it. Uh, guided meditations improve your focus with curated music tracks, rest and recharge with the sleep stories. Uh, terrific stuff, constantly updated with that premium subscription. So once again, com.com slash garden, 40% off that premium subscription. Guys, take the conversation in any direction you want to go. We did talk about Jalen. Anything else that kind of stood out to you today, um, Sherrod, in this game? Just the balance that, that, that you know, the, the Celtics, I think one of the things that makes them really a tough cover is that you really can't lock in on one or two guys. Uh, they're showing the kind of versatility and diversity with what they're able to do at both ends of the floor that makes them an extremely difficult team to scout. I mean, the scouting report says let Derek White shoot. Guess what? He's bur- he's burning you. The scouting report said Peyton Pritchard is in a bit of a slump. He's knocking down shots. The scouting report says, you know, you, you close out on Sam because he doesn't put it on the floor. What does he do? He puts it on the floor and finds guys in the corner. They are evolving as the scouting report evolves, and teams are having trouble keeping up. Uh, that's again, that's that's when I talk about them being a scary team. That's what I mean. They're figuring out how to beat you before you can figure out how to to, to beat them. 
I love what House is bringing as you bring him up right now. Like he's another guy like Cornette that you could just sprinkle in and get a lot of impact from <laughs> Pritchard. But, you know, big production and small amounts. That's so key for these guys off the bench because you can tell there was this thing last year with those guys. And we've talked about the comparison in minutes and how they've used their depth this year compared to last year. I felt and I think they probably felt to some degree that you weren't going to be able to get enough out of these guys from just sprinkling them in. So what was the point of running them like four or five minutes if, they, if you just weren't going to get anything from them? And that was a pr- problem with Pritchard last year. Hauser, we just never saw it. So you never know, you never knew. And, uh, you know, they had other bigs last year, like Tice. But uh, th- this, <laughs> like four or five, three or four, how many minutes does he come in and play? I know he got a lot of run in the fourth. But this is just great production for you know, 17, 20 minutes. Like it's it's very efficient. You trust him going to him. He's hitting runners in the lane, just doing a lot of different things for you. And like I, I just love where he's at. We can go back and forth about the defense, which I still don't love with him. But I think he makes again, it work. See, see, you're talking about Hauser? Are you talking about yeah. Hauser's defense, Bobby? Oh, my God. Bobby. He's been terrific. He's, he's been so much better. Than he, well, I, I think even, you know, throw out expectations for a second. Just look at the body of work. I mean, he's a solid defender. He doesn't get beat that often, and he's a hell of a rebounder at his position. I mean, he's he's done more to earn the right to be on the floor than just knock down shots. He, to me, he's been, he has been one of the great revelations on this team. I would put the impact that he's made over your boy Luke every day. Every day, because he's been. Because think about it, he figured out how to help this team without playing to what his strength is, which is knocking down shots. His ability to defend, his ability to rebound, his ability to be a physical presence out there—things that Luke, until the last couple of weeks, hadn't really been doing until recently. So, no, no, his defense has been been solid. I mean, not not even forget about solid for his position. It's just been solid. That's yeah, was, again, that's right. he was leading the NBA freaking plus minus, and you don't do that just knocking down shots. You've got to play both ends of the floor. It's str- it's strange to me. I, I, I know we, we have this conversation. I don't want to go like get worked up over it again. If everybody could play D, rebound, pass, and shoot, they'd all be Jason Tatum, and this would be the greatest team ever assembled. You can't have those teams. They don't exist. So you need guys who do things. For the first time, the Celtics have that, you know. They have guys that do things they need. And right now, as Dirk puts up here, everybody can shoot. Um, and that's terrific. I'll take a team where everyone can shoot and and hold their own defensively, if not excel at it, than a team that can defend like crazy but can't shoot a lick. I, I, it's a huge improvement over what we have. Hauser is not supposed to be a good defender. Hauser does not need to become a better defender to earn the minutes he's getting. Hauser just needs to play the minutes he's getting and make the most of them by playing exactly the game he currently plays and nothing else. I want nothing more from Hauser. Go out there, be that threat, shoot your shot, and that's it. 17 to 20 minutes a night, perfect. The key to these types of players and Cornette, we'll throw Cornette in that mix, we'll throw Pritchard in that mix, is what I don't like doing is going away from them from spells. Um, You have to just commit to them being part of your rotation, and you take the good, you take the bad. I do think you have have confidence, but but you didn't necessarily agree when we were saying that. Well, yes and no. We were saying that with Romeo and Neesmith, and I'm not litigating. (laughs) I'm not going to go back. Stop. Oh, no. Everyone takes us the wrong way. 
I'm not advocating for those guys, but I do believe Brad shattered their confidence by playing them five minutes and then not playing them for five games. To Sherrod's point. And Pritchard is one of those guys. We've seen it with Pritchard. We've seen it with him. When he's on a string, when he knows I'm out here only to shoot, and if I miss my first two shots, I'm getting yanked and I'm not getting a second-half stint, and I'll go back and pull box scores where he'd only play five minutes, one run, and not get back in because he missed a couple shots, and that messes with you. Just you know what you have in these guys. Play them. Let them do their thing. Some nights are going to be better than others, but don't jerk them around. So right now I like this. I don't want to see games where Hauser, I'm like, where was he? Why did he only play eight minutes tonight? Just play your guys and 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 go with it. They they can do what you want them to do. Uh, some nights will be better than others. And obviously you get into crunch time situations against the top competition in the league late in the second half. You're going to tighten your rotation in those games. That's understandable. Every team does that. But I mean, right now the Celtics can – can balance their minutes and give these guys their fair share against 80% of the NBA right now. And that's what they should be doing. Keep these guys rolling, keep the confidence going, let them continue to improve and evolve. Yeah. And those minutes have been high. I don't, I don't yeah. have any doubt about that. They, they probably have some <laughs> of the biggest minute players in the league uh, this season so far. And Tatum's going to be right up there among them to bring back to that uh, conversation that we opened up the show with. Uh, so there's, there's the depth here. You, you look at it. Uh, Tatum right now, NBA, Jalen Warford has been playing more than I think we like, although they've given them those back-to-backs off. Uh, there's opportunities, I think, to ease down the loads that some of these starters are carrying, particularly because these guys are so interchangeable. Look tonight, you've got four guards playmaking. You have uh, Brown able to, I, I think, still stay in his role and succeed there because of all that playmaking depth. Uh, you have a couple centers here who... You know, in spot starts that night, they broke the three-point record. Blake Griffin started, and Noah Vonley played a ton. So you can you can even squeeze those guys in against a team like the Knicks. There's plenty of opportunities here uh, to mix and match different starters and get some guys' nights off because the bigger picture is so much more important here. But when it comes to Hauser, I'm not talking about his regular season, and this is for Cornette too, and this is a discussion we had on Friday when you guys were out. Like, you love what you're getting from these guys now, and I – I think it can last all regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs and things are that much more deliberate in terms of targeting guys like these, trying to put them in, you know, match uh, in sets again and again and again, can they survive in that environment against heavy starter minutes? That's where you're going to have to question, I think, the makeup of this team. And, you know, something like that Jakob Pertl conversation or maybe another wing around the league, that, that becomes a much bigger discussion right now if you're trying to consolidate this roster a little see, bit. I'm, see, I'm, I, see, here's, here's – I'm going to have to push back on that a little bit, Bobby, because here's the thing. When you're talking about Luke – you're talking about at some point getting a guy by the name of Robert Williams, a third back. He's going to take all those minutes and he's going to take those minutes because he is a better alternative than Luke. Now you flip, flip over and you look at what Sam's giving you. You don't have another guy at the wing position who can be an adequate defender and can shoot like he can. You just don't among your reserves. Jackson is not that guy. Uh, and you, he's just not. So Sam has a much better chance of making that cut, if you will, as far as like that that smaller Titan rotation than Luke does because Sam brings something to the table that you need and is unique to him. And that to me is, again, that's why I, I think Sam, he's earned the right to not just play now, but to play for the rest of the season and into the playoffs to have a critical role because he has a skill set 
And he doesn't kill you at one end of the floor, which is something I can't really say for a lot of the guys at the end of the bench. And that's the thing is, you know, you have it at the guard position. You already knew it was crowded because you have basically a redundancy, but it's it's working with Smart, White and Brogdon, um, you know, there. So you knew Pritchard was going to get squeezed a bit. It's nice to be able. I think Pritchard and Cornette are very much in the same position is there will be games where they're useful. They can play it's nice to know that they can but they are going back on the shelf or in mothballs to a certain degree when you've got everybody healthy and obviously when robert so turns you're feeling good about hauser as a playoff guy john i don't think you have an alternative as Strott said the one area where you really don't have when rob comes back you at least have between those two guys and you're sprinkling in grant as a small ball five and with a few cornet minutes you've got your bigs locked in and you feel okay about the rotation. You don't have anybody at the wing. You can play three guards and and give your wings some rest by having Brogdon kind of play us a, a three-ish or smart. Brogdon's a wing, yeah. I think you can so include you can, him in that. You can sneak Brogdon in there as a guy who can spell Tatum and Brown with a unit. And, I mean, how many times have they done that, essentially? That number two lineup that can be Pritchard, Pritchard White, Brogdon, Tatum, you know, and Grant is basically – kind of a three guard small ball five sort of lineup and they'll roll that out there and they're totally fine. And Brogdon is almost kind of a wing or, and, but, or, or Hauser's in there in place of Pritchard. That's, there's no question that that's a lineup that they can go to and they can use um, there, or it could be Pritchard Hauser. You've seen a lot of Pritchard Hauser, Cornette, Tatum, Grant lineups, a lot of those um, in yeah. that, in that. No, those are unit. driving that bench of success. And that's, that's another, great, like, that's a great can, lineup. Yeah. You can put that feather in Tatum's cap for the MVP thing, too, is the fact that he's driving these second units on top of everything he's doing with the starters. I know a lot of guys like Brogdon, Hauser, and Cornette again credit for that bench, but Tatum's out there steering the ship and really helping those guys uh, produce. And I thought they did a good job with that rotation tonight. Joe was really emphasizing in pregame, maintaining that strong second unit while uh, Tatum's out. They put Smart and Brown out there with those guys, and it worked well. Smart's been so good. I mean, this is just... He had that one bad game last week, and everyone freaked out in here against Chicago. And he's right back to just running around the world, tossing up high passes to Forford, finding guys around the perimeter. He's just everywhere, Sherrod. And this is like – you have more perspective on this than me, Sherrod. Has a guy this far into his career like him over the last year or two here improved as much as he has in his role and just really tightening up his game and not only becoming a defensive player of the year – but this passing, like he, he's just insane as a passer. He's one of the see, better point guards passing the ball in the league, I think, right now. See, Bobby, I don't think it's so much that he's gotten all that much better. I think he's just gotten an opportunity. I mean, you look at the guards that he's had to basically play. His the approach has improved. To. Yeah, yeah. Well, his approach has gotten better, but I think that approach has gotten better because there've been more opportunities to grow mm. and prosper and be involved in the offense. You know, when when he, you know, last year when he talked about, you know, kind of sitting in a corner while Tatum and Brown did their thing. He could have easily been talking about his days playing with, with Kyrie, his days playing with Isaiah Thomas, guys that were dynamic all-star caliber players that he had to take a backseat to in terms of being a playmaker because they were so impactful and so dynamic. Uh, he's getting that opportunity now, and to his credit, it has not been a smooth transition. But clearly, from where he was at the beginning of last season to where he is now as one of the primary ball handlers and playmakers, it, there's no question he's gotten a lot better. And I think it's it's 
I think more than anything, it's a muscle memory type thing where he's figuring out what he needs to do, and he's just doing it over and over and over again. He's going to have those moments, you know, and I thought he had a couple of those moments, you know, tonight where he just took some really, really bad shots, didn't work the clock like he should have, particularly after he got a little bit squirrely. But those moments are so few and far between now versus where they used to be. Uh, and, and, again, you're talking about him having, I think, a greater amount of responsibility, and to his credit. He's making the most of that opportunity and that responsibility to do the right thing. I think also there's more margin for error with what the Celtics do as a team, which means Smart's bad shots occasionally when he chooses to take them are just less impactful than they were before. Smart trying to get a little bit fancy or tricky with some passes as he likes to do from time to time is nowhere near as infuriating or risky. Um, And, a lot of what he's doing is just translating to more positive plays than negative plays because the overall ball movement and and the movement the movement away and off the ball from his teammates is just better. So like a lot of times he tried to jam some passes into the lane into traffic where even if they caught it they were going to go up and and now he's doing it and springing guys for easy buckets all over the place. So I think you know that creativity is now helping him a little bit because. Uh, they're he's just very creative with, and he's very creative, but now there's more openings. The floor, the floor is spaced better. It's less crowded when he's trying to make some of these interior passes. Um, and it's resulting in some really pretty buckets and some nice backdoor cuts and some nice stuff off the pick and roll. And it just kind of showcases him a little better where before he'd have to force the issue a little bit because there just wasn't as much there. Um, so I actually yes. do think he looks more in command because everything that's going on around him is a little bit better. It's like a quarterback having overall better receivers, you know, like it right now, just, it's just the whole flow of the game is a lot better just with the entire offense. He has, if you're stacking up the NBA's assist leaders right now per game, Halliburton's at the top. He's just King of the world with 11. You got young <laughs> with nine. Jokic, Doncic have eight. And then in seven, it's Garland, Conley, Morant, Holiday, Westbrook, Green, and Smart's right in there with Green and Curry with 7.1 a game. Like He has just shot up that leaderboard. Obviously, he doesn't have the ball all game long because he's playing with Tatum and Brown, so that makes it all the more impressive. And he's got more than Russell. DeJounte Murray, who we're doing backflips for every week last year, imagining what he'd look like on this team. Jalen Brunson, who got a million dollars from – or gazillion dollars from the Knicks Uh, Lowry who I always wanted here he's better than all these guys now it's unreal like and that's why I talk about with improvement Sherrod whether it's the opportunity whether it's the approach or just kind of getting to where he always could have with those reps he he's gotten better over the last couple years here from you know where he'd probably have two three assists per game to just being a guy who's you know flinging the ball all over the gym in control as John said I talked to Damon Sardemeyer uh, earlier this month about kind of coaching up smart over two years here and he said that like the crazy passes john that's what they've really been on him about like when he does that they get right on him you know they're they're reminding him not to do that and uh, turnovers with him and others have really cut down this year i think they entered tonight fifth in uh turnover rate like in terms of keeping turnovers yep. low and that was Again. a huge problem last year i know but that's what's it's amazing it's, again the the turnovers really weren't 
pass related they were dribble related and that was more of the issue um they don't dribble they, a lot this year you're right they don't they don't just don't they, they were losing the ball dribbling too much or into into tight spaces they're moving the ball so much better that movement has led to a higher assist rate and a lower turnover rate overall i mean smart supporter smart based off of his defensive reputation uh and the fact that he's a point guard you know whose assist numbers are up there among point guards i think he's top five or six in the league definitely has a outside shot at an all-star uh nod this year it's something he's never really been in that conversation i don't think he'll ultimately get it because the guys with the gaudier scoring numbers are going to jump in there and you've got your murray's Jaylen probably like has that. a better shot right you know, so, you know if, you have to, if, if you yeah. have the amount of wins the celtics have which could end up being like you really want to try to send three all-stars from teams like yeah. that and that yeah. you 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 see teams like that get rewarded with their three all-stars you've mm-hmm. seen the bucks get it with that middleton nod over guys who maybe statistically should have been better and coaches have flat out said how are you not going to reward a team that's doing that when they've got these guys? That is largely why a guy like Middleton would would make a team where you'd see others whose numbers might have been a little. I bit wouldn't be surprised if and you'd I wouldn't get be Jeroen. surprised given the given the you know the whole Sports Illustrated starting if Brown and Tatum really in for him because it's I think not that's shocking a big deal for them is really yeah trying to include him in that. Wouldn't be shocking, and I don't. Wouldn't be shocking if there's a little bit of an internal campaign to try to get him that that nod as well. Uh, there should based, be based around a lot of the team's success and starting to reward real, true two-way players as well. Um, so again, it'd be interesting. Um, be interesting what happens there. But I agree with all of it. I think Smart's been great. I, it's impossible not to continue to talk about you know Derek White uh, and his overall improvement, the way he's been. And again, Have you come around on him, John? Finally. It's not coming around on him. He's a different human this year. The, this Derek White is good. The person we saw last year was not good. Yeah, but it's, still, argue, it's, still the, it's still the concept I of understand. But my argument against Derek White last year was simply based off of, stop telling me this guy's good. He might end up being good. He may have been better than this before he got here. But what he's done while he's been in Boston has not been great. So stop defending bad play because you wanted the trade to work out. It didn't look great for periods of time last year. He really wasn't giving them what they needed. He's giving them everything they need right now. And it's not just shot related. Uh, He's just playing a totally different brand of basketball. He couldn't get anywhere he wanted to go. He couldn't score at the rim last year either. He couldn't do anything. Um, his confidence was shot. Yeah, and, and I mean, the big thing that, that he's doing is that his presence is now, he, it has to be accounted for by defenses. Whereas before, you know, he, he was he was self-checked. You don't worry about checking. He just kind of checks himself. You don't have to worry about him. You have to now. Uh, and, and that's, a big, again, a big, one of the big pieces why the Celtics team is so damn scary. Uh, they have guys who can knock down shots. We've already talked about that. But more importantly, they have guys who have the potential defensively to switch pretty much all game long and not be absolutely devastated when that happens. There's not one guy you can just go and pick on and say, we're going to go at him all game long because they just don't have that. They just don't have that weak link anymore. Yeah. It's just, you're just adding. And again, this version of Derek White, in addition to, adding a player like Marcus Brogdon, who's a freaking absolute pro uh, and has been super impressive, I think, in almost everything that he's done, way he carries himself, way he looks physically this year, what he's done to that second unit offense, checking his ego at the door. (laughs) 
not worrying about this guy's been a starter for seven years coming in here and being like, I don't care how much I play at all. I'm just part of this thing. This is a guy who, if Brown and Tatum went out for 15 games, he'd score 27 points a game, you know, uh, in their place right now. Um, And it's not a problem adding professionals to the team. And that's been the difference here is they're just pros right now. And that's why they seem so in control of a game like this tonight is just, they're just kind of got it. Um, and everything is controlled and it's just like, it's added such a overall sense of kind of calm to things. Uh, having all of these guys out there with the ball in their hands, uh, has been amazing and the guard play. I can't, can't overstate how important the guard play has been to kind of just settling everything. This is a decision. I think Joe Missoula really deserves a lot of credit for, because it wasn't clear coming into the year who that fifth guy would be with Rob out. And I don't think any of us thought it'd be white. And then he's in there to start the preseason. He's nope. looking yep. good. They stay with totally. him to start the regular season. And he's just, it's unlocked him. And I, you know, I liked how his shot looked in camp. Like there was a lot of good signs coming in, but playing alongside Brown and Tatum for as many minutes as he can here was sort of the whole idea of picking him up. His shooting would improve because he's wide open all the time. He can be a secondary playmaker. I think the staff deserves so much credit for unlocking him as a screener. That's something he's told me he never really did in his career before this, screening all the time. And he's so good at it. Uh, I don't know how he got good at it without doing but he was just natural in the playoffs. Now to start this year, I think he's been key. Like he, this is what I said to start the year, John. He's a better screener than Rob. Like it's not even close. And so adding that into this movement and screen heavy offense uh, in place of some guys who aren't as good at that has been a big deal. And then obviously he's knocking down the three, which is always just going to be the cherry on top. I mean, this team just, I don't know how you shoot. They're 40% for three for 20 games. This is a quarter of the season. It's unreal. And that yeah, lineup, the starting lineup, plus 11 now in 140 minutes. It's banana land. <laughs> How good they've been. And again, a lot of people are saying this. Like, I mean, you know me. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I'm a you know, grain of salt sort of guy. And like, you know, you don't, I don't want to overreact and get too high that quickly. I am pretty high on this team overall. <clears throat> because I do, I don't know that the three point shooting is going to be this good all season long, but I buy in what I like the process. I like how they're going about getting their shots. I don't think it, it's a team. Again, you look at them. I'm always going to use like game one golden state as that, as the model. I did not believe that was sustainable. When, when Draymond green said what he said, <laughs> I was like, he's right. I don't think this team can do that again. I do think this team can keep doing it. I think this team might reach a cold patch where for a few games or a stretch, they're not falling. I still have faith in just how it's going because the overall shot selection has just been better. They can get to the rim. They're getting free throws. They move the ball so much better. The quality of shot that they're getting is good, and they've just added more. You know, from White fixing his shot or for getting back closer to his career averages and – and adding Hauser and Brogdon to the mix, there's just more scorers out there now than there were before. And the space that they have to work with is totally different. So I don't think they're going to come crashing down to earth with this stuff. Well, I mean, in this game against the Wizards, the one thing that, you know, was kind of low-key, key to victory is recognizing mismatches and not messing around with that. How many times did we see Marcus Smart on a block? tonight uh a lot and we saw Al on the block a lot when all of us you know he gets switched out on, on, on a little guy like Beal or, or or Kispert or whatever his name was uh those are the things that I'm not sure they would necessarily have done as much of in the past you know they, they go down there once or twice and get a couple buckets and then you start shooting threes whereas tonight they forced 
Washington to make adjustments. And when Washington did a better job of collapsing when they tried to go down on a block, they just kick it out to Sam they, and Grant and all those guys. And that's how you're supposed to be. But that's they how you're supposed to be. They only shot they only they shot 34 threes. It's well below their average. Right. This was not a game where they felt they needed it. They kicked, they drove and they kicked and they got open looks, which is how it's supposed to work. And they're hitting them at an insane clip. But that's not where they made their money tonight. Um, they didn't. They can so, do it in many different ways. We and have Joe now seen a team the fact that they could go bigger too when they get healthy. Yeah. Right. We have right. we have now seen a team beat. This is why I'm so bullish now, and I don't know that I'm going back on it. I it, it was impossible not to believe in last year's team based off of the defensive results that you were seeing. They were smothering teams. You had the buy-in, but it still didn't feel the same way this does, which is I have confidence that this team can beat you in so many different ways with so many different lineups and playing so many different styles. Most teams can't do it. They do what they do best and hope that their best is better than your best. I think the Celtics can give any team a whole different uh, set of difficulties on any given night. And not a lot of teams can do that. It's incredibly impressive how many different ways that they can beat you. And I do, I really believe when they want it and when they rear back and they want that defense, that defense is there too. And I, you know, it could be lights out. It really could be, I think, um, you know, they're, 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 they're playing on a completely different level than most teams in the NBA right now. Yeah, and whatever, it, maybe that take ages badly. I don't know. I, it's impossible not to be bullish about this team. It looks easy. It looks like they're in control of every game that they're in. You're never in a situation thinking, oh, how are they going to deal with blank? Or they don't seem overwhelmed by anything uh, right now. And obviously you want to see them play Milwaukee, a fully healthy 76ers team. You'd like to see them get over that Cleveland hurdle a couple of times as well um, to feel a little bit better. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not seeing a lot of teams where That's you're the like, thing. Yeah. Oh, There's they're going to match teams. up. They're going to match up bad there. You, those are the two teams where you kind of want to see it. You want to see it work a few times for the most part. They're really big and they're really physical in the paint. Yep, and that's, that's giving them it. some issues. And that's it. But you're doing this right now without your best, without your best big. And that's what makes this whole portal discussion interesting. Cause that's what you're missing right now. Not just another big imposing player inside, but insurance for these bigs. Because Al's so important. Like He's holding opponents to 40% shooting. <laughs> I think he's been their best defender so far. He's hitting 50% of his threes. So he's indispensable. you got to keep him healthy. I think he might even be more important than Rob, despite all the things Rob gives you that are like, you know, ceiling raisers. This guy just being out there game in and game out is like your backbone. <clears throat> so you got to keep him healthy. Healthy. You need insurance for Rob because I don't. I think we all came into this year like, all right, he might come back, but let's just see what it looks like after that injury last year. Uh, so I think that makes a lot of sense. We've we discussed that on Friday in, in, at length, but um, I don't know. Would you would you really extend yourself, Shard, to go get a guy like that? No, I don't think I would. I, I don't think I would, uh, especially if it means breaking off a significant chunk or a vital chunk of what I have now. Um, I think Rob coming back is going to be that that missing piece that solidifies their position. You, you believe in Rob? I do. I do. I, I think he has that type of game-changing impact when he's healthy. And the fact that he's missed so many games, uh, I'm more inclined to believe that he's going to be able to stand a duration. Because remember, you're not going to play him 30, 35 minutes a night. <laughs> 
Uh, in fact, you, you may wind up seeing a situation where him and Luke are splitting minutes, where he's playing maybe 20 and Luke's maybe playing 10. Or, or maybe. maybe Al. And, and, and that, if you're the Celtics, that's a great problem to have. Uh, where you've got to find a way because that has will have more to do with them trying to preserve Rob for the playoffs than necessarily what Luke brings to the table. Luke has been a, a solid contributor the last couple of weeks. Uh, and that, you know, limiting Rob's minutes when he comes back might be a way of both preserving him while rewarding Luke at the same time. I, here's my thing with Rob. Um, I didn't bring him up know. this time, uh, John. No, 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 no. My thing with Rob is this. <clears throat> I don't do anything to this roster outside of, um, you know, a Band-Aid or two, if you can use that MLE. <clears throat> Great. I'm not giving away pieces of this team unless you're making significant upgrades. Somebody wants to talk to you about Grant and draft picks, <clears throat> you know, that's going to get you a, you know, a, a higher caliber player or something like that. Yeah, maybe you'll listen to some things if teams are looking to kind of tank it up a little bit. Um but um, you got to look at what Rob, you, you've got enough time, you know, presumably here. If Rob returns before Christmas, as has been reported, you have enough time to see not just how he looks, but whether or not he suffers any setbacks in those couple of months before the trade deadline. The biggest thing to me with Rob is not how he looks in the first couple of weeks, three weeks, whatever. It's that that concern of like a flare up or something like that. Once that starts happening, I, I hate saying this and everyone's going to kill me for it. If that starts happening post these surgeries here, I think we're seeing the beginning of, of a spiral that's going to continue with him, which is the, that guy whose knees are already starting. The cartilage is wearing faster than you want. The arthritis is kicking in. He's starting to get bone on bone and it's just going to constantly be having those problems. And it's always going to arise. He's going to have to manage it. Some guys can extend that for a little while. Some guys, they go really quick. I'm not you really gonna be hope a doom- you really hope not because I'm not going to be a doomsday guy, but that's within the range of of possibilities with Rob. And I hate saying it because I want I want to grow old with Rob, you know, like I don't want to say, you know, John will be John will be 80. <laughs> like there's this guy, Robert Williams. If he, know, he had one great year, yeah, <laughs> he could have really it going. Do. I want to grow old with Rob and I don't want that to be the case. But when you, if you start to see it, that's when you have to start worrying. It's that's and when you he's start still having the guy. Listen, like this, that's where you start gonna... having Jakob Pertle conversations and things like that, where you're like, I don't know that I can count on this and I might have to offload my shares. Um, and that's a, a real shame because um, of what, could be what could have been what might be i don't know you know we're all fingers crossed hoping that he comes back and it's just rob and that by just managing minutes and ramping him up and letting him play his way into shape that he just plays and that's great but there's always that risk now when you've done these types of surgeries and things start to wear in there you really don't know how it's going to go and obviously the history is not on his side and i still think they need him to win it all maybe they don't and they're just going to kill the league like this and they're they're that much better than the the field, but I still have enough respect for the Milwaukee's uh, and you know whoever else is going to join that mix eventually here. Cleveland possibly, who <laughs> I think if Rob's not out there, stand a chance against the Celtics and could push you. And uh, you know who knows? Maybe even the Warriors come back to life in the West. They obviously no, no one is untouchable. Yeah, no one's untouchable. If you see an opportunity to improve, you go for it. It doesn't really matter. I'm not super worried about disrupting chemistry per se. If you can make a move and you're not giving up something that's going to hurt you, you're you're going to do it. You know, um, it, you know, regardless of of who looks good or whatever. It, 
the, uh, when the opportunity presents itself to get better, if other teams are going to give you their best good players, you take them. Um, you know, re- regardless. And there's certainly going to be teams this year who are looking to trade guys. Yeah, this, this I mean, you have possibly the biggest, the, the tankiest season of, of of a generation here, where people are just going to be trying to offload and get out and you know justify you know dropping games and you're going to see a lot of that so i think they'll there might be some players there to be had it's just what 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 do you have to give up to get them and can you you know can can you do it so yeah who knows anyway i'm out of lozenges i didn't bring my tea with me i have no water i actually don't think i can make it another minute i do have to call the show unfortunately guys bobby if there's anyone you want to pick off in the locker room left here you can go check it out I apologize, guys, again about the voice. This is the best I could do. This is my Doc Rivers impersonation tonight, but I'm glad to be back on the show. I hope everybody had a super happy Thanksgiving. It is nice to hang out with you guys uh, and uh, and and, and uh, do the show. Uh, who do we have tomorrow, guys? Sorry. The Hornets. Charlotte. The Hornets. Oh, the Hornets. T. Rose. <laughs> the Gordon Hayward situation. Holy wow. Um the uh that's interesting as hell we'll save that for tomorrow but robin chiming in um you know uh and it's not about you know police and cheese shops she's mad at the hornets now about how they have treated their poor her poor gordon hayward we will get into that tomorrow uh in advance of the uh in advance of the Charlotte Hornets game, uh, I love Gordon. So yeah. I love Gordon. Please I do. I, I do too. And I, 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 I like to not believe in brittle, um, you know, as a thing. But I think, I think actually, his bones might be made of gravy. Um, like he might, he might be brittle. Hey, I gotta I'm give a, it to everybody. Yeah. I gotta give it to everybody in the chat. They're like, get him out of here. He's always hurt. <laughs> he, he has been in Charlotte, and that's the real their season every. Yeah, except for this one where they actually looked like they were going to be pretty bad anyway because of that Miles Bridges situation. So $31.5 million next year. Not great. Yeah. It, for <clears throat> them, not great. For Gordon, awesome. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> awesome. It, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> uh, so we've got the whole crew back, Jimmy and uh, and uh, Joe Sway. I'm – I'm going to put myself down as questionable for tomorrow, but we will have a good crew here. uh, I'm sure for this game. So we will see you guys uh, tomorrow. I want to give a shout out once again to our sponsors. We'll start with calm. Um, Number one mental wellness app, com.com slash garden. Receive 40% off a premium subscription when you sign up. Also, AG1, Athletic Greens, 75 vitamins and minerals, one scoop of water, all of your nutritional needs taken care of just like that. Um, go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs along with your purchase. And if you support any of our sponsors here at the Garden Report, we will phenomenal. send you a phenomenal T-shirt. Um, and you guys... Uh, can uh, uh, just send me the receipt, send me your address, send me your sizes. Um, one last thing I'll tell you guys. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Sorry. Everyone's making the same joke right now. Athletic Greens is working fine, guys. I've been frigging healthy as a horse. I'll tell you that. Um, I did want to tell you, where is it? Uh, our Discord server. Check that out. Uh, growing every single day. A terrific place to uh, engage in Celtics chatter. CLNSmedia.com slash Discord. Sherrod likes it so much he couldn't get off it to start the show. He might <laughs> hop back on there again. 
Um, but that's a good place to go hang out if you want to continue the conversation. I might hop in there and see what you guys are talking about. Uh, I'm probably better typing than talking today anyway. So I might jump in and uh, and banter around with you knuckleheads for a little bit. Uh, we love you. Thanks for uh, joining the show again. Hope you enjoyed your holiday for Sherrod and Bobby and Josue and Jimmy not here tonight. We will uh, bid you good night. We'll see you again tomorrow.